Today's episode of Faces and Feels is brought to you by Dude Where's My Ring at DWMR Perth. It's no ring, no holds barred action straight out of Perth, Western Australia. Check out all our shows for free right now on YouTube and be sure to follow us on social media. What it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston, and this is going to be my first episode for 2024. That's right, I've been taking some time to, you know, dust dust off all the rust and get through the Christmas season and all those kinds of things, but time to actually start putting in some work again. And I thought, what better way than to get through the silly season and start recording again than to talk about one of my other favourite topics that isn't wrestling, and that's beer. And so if we're going to talk about beer, then I had to reach out to my boy Ryan from Brucha Libre from Perth, Western Australia, the coolest beer name in human history, to talk about everything he's got coming up and his experience in wrestling. So, Ryan, welcome to the show, my man. So stoked to finally get you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I know. Like, I feel like 2023 went for literally one second. (laughs) And then January now feels like it's been a year. Like, I don't know what is going on with the time. No, no, crazy. Here we are. Yeah, we've made it. We've done it. So (laughs) who thought? So first things first, before we get in and we rewind all the way back to the start and things like that, I have a delicious beer with me right here. So I have the brand new Brucha Libre Chew bubblegum and kick ass grape bubblegum sour. And I'm going to drink it live on air at 11.14 a.m. I think you might have one kicking around. So I'm going to crack it like stone cold on the mic here real quick. Let's do a live tasting. <laughs> uh, get on it. Eh? Get on it. Oh, that your one sounded even better than mine. You're not on the main microphone. All right, here we go. Come by, as they say. Mm-mm. That is... So refreshing. So, where where did the idea for this particular beer come from? Because you've done you've done some really cool flavors. How do you? I mean, we're going to have to go rewind all the way back to the start again to how you even brewing. But just quickly talk about this one real quick. Yeah, yeah. Was it was there was the inspiration directly Roddy Piper, or you're messing with some flavors and you're like that kind of tastes like this? How how do you even begin? It's it's a bit of a blend. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there have been other breweries that have done. Bubblegum, the great mm-hmm. bubblegum flavors before. Sure. Um, the big famous one was Crumbin Valley, and they won a whole bunch of awards with sure. many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since I had theirs, that was one that I've always wanted to sort of try and create my own version of. Yeah. Uh, and then my oldest boy is always asking, Dad, when are you going to do a bubblegum beer? When are you going to do a bubblegum beer? I'm like, all right, cool. Let's let's just get into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to do bubblegum, you've got to do the grape. Let's yeah. be honest. That's, that's the only flavor to have. Absolutely. So, yeah, and you know, chew bubblegum, kick ass. That's yep. just all ties back they just around. Have to go together, himself. don't they? Hey, if I named it anything else, it'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you would have done it incorrectly. Uh, what yeah. I what I love about it is that it's not um, like super sweet. You know what I mean? It's not like I couldn't drink a lot of this. It's like mm. this really nice, subtle, refreshing flavor. You've got that kind of grapey bubblegum flavor in there, but it's still beery. Like it just is. It's a fucking awesome drink, eh? Yeah, yeah, it works well. It's it does have 
a big sweetness to it, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's also actually our most sour beer we've ever done, just yeah. to sort of balance it. If it didn't have the sweetness, mm-hmm. it'd almost strip enamel. So yeah. Yeah, it's funny how it all sort of balances out nicely. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's not too sugary where I'm like, like sometimes you get those sours where they're like so sugary that I'm like, I feel like I'm literally drinking like a, a soda, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there's just a perfect balance and that's really awesome. So let's um let's rewind all the way back to the start then, bro, and we'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. about your wrestling fandom and then we'll lead up to how you ended up starting a a beer company based around wrestling. So uh, yeah. let, let, let's rewind all the way back to the start and think about like the first faces that stood out to you in wrestling, like the first icons and the the people that made you start to go, what what is wrestling? Like uh, who were some of were your favourites, you know, when you were coming up in it? Yeah, well, I mean, it started when I was – is there a bit of feedback on your end? Uh, no. No? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I could hear myself twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I started – jeez, I was really little. Um, I remember waking up on Sunday mornings as a kid while mum and dad were still asleep and just flicking through the TV and I think it was old WCW that used to come on. And mm-hmm. I don't really remember the, the wrestlers back then that I was watching, but that was very, very early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the love really came about 97, 98, mm-hmm. you know, Child of the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I remember it was a Channel 10 used to have – WWF superstars that was on at like one o'clock at night on a sure. Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I used to get mum to get the old VCR that had a time record on it and mm-hmm. we'd, we'd be watching that. That that theme song still bangs. That's still <laughs> one of my favourite songs. Um, and then I think Channel 9 started doing Monday Nitro around the same time. So we had to get two VCRs so I could rec- record them both. Uh, but that's that's where the love started. You know, you go yeah. and raid Blockbuster every month to grab a pay-per-view that's already three or four months old, but it's new because I didn't have really the internet back then to see what happened. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, always loved it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm always have been and will be a Triple H guy. Oh, He's always too. been yeah. my favourite, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Back even the Hunter Hearst Helmsley era. Yeah, you know, same. I, I thought he was so funny. It's so funny because your, your story is literally the same as mine. Like I, yeah. I, I grew up in Geraldton, so I didn't have Channel 10 and Superstars. But my, yeah, right. uh, I, I had gone into it through going to, you know, video stores and renting VHS and stuff like that. And um, my auntie used to tape me those Superstar shows. So she'd yeah. just like fill up a VHS tape and then she'd post it to me. You know what I mean? Oh, so nice. I would yeah. get like a block of six Superstars and work my way through them <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. I also, I, I've always loved characters like, you know, that blue blood snob type. I always love heels that are like arrogant. Yeah, I've always been a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I was like, he's so funny. And then all the way through. And then it was just even cooler when he, you know, started doing DX and started doing those things. So, yeah, he's always been like a, a big one for me. And I remember um, the first time I saw live wrestling was when they ran that global warning show over in Melbourne. Yeah, and, I had the video. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got I got to. Uh, I, I flew over for that and then seeing him come out live was absolutely crazy. Like yeah, like for yeah. me, that was that was like absolutely huge. But, yeah, and then, then it's just renting every VHS or DVD you can find and I wasn't exactly. able to like watch anything live until like Foxtel. I ended up moving to uni, you know, down to Perth in geez, year 2000 and then I was able to start like watching Monday Night Raw and stuff like that. That's yeah, about the same time that I got to as well. You, yeah, two thousand. It was I was in high school and found some mates that had Foxtel. So yeah, 
they'd record it for me and I'd watch it the next day and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. good fun. Mm-hmm. Just as SmackDown first started and – yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's glorious. Have you – how long was it before you got to see live wrestling? So I don't remember what year Global Warning was, but that was literally the first wrestling I had ever seen. Yeah, I think that was like 2001 or two. Yeah, yeah. It was those early years when I first moved to Korea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'd been probably around the 2000 or so when there was WWA. Mm-hmm. When they came to Perth, so Nathan Jones yeah, was yeah. the main event. <laughs> yeah, 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 before he came to WWE. Like, that like means- in that time when he was apparently the only wrestler from Australia. Like- <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Colossus of Bogo Roads. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So that was, yeah, that was probably my first show. Um, and, yeah, God, I was devastated because Eddie Guerrero was booked for that. Yeah, right. I was so excited to see Eddie. And then like a week before the show, Eddie popped up on SmackDown again. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. So what was that that show besides Nathan Jones? Was it like a lot of Australian talent? No, no. I think so WWA, they did a lot of Aussie tours, but it mm. was American. Like They had oh, Jerry okay. Lawler was on commentary. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And um, – it was cool because you could actually hear the commentary in the stadium, not like TV type stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there was Road Dog, Nathan Jones, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Jeff Jarrett, Conan. There was there was oh, a okay. lot. Okay. Yeah. Right. There right. was no no local boys. Yeah. Um, the only local boys was in the intermission. All the EPW guys back when it was ECW raided the ring. Yeah. Okay. They had right. all these signs and they're running around and doing all sorts of chaos. And then they took off through the crowd and security chased them off. But That's fun. <laughs> That's fun. Was that, was that your first exposure to like local wrestling? You were like, Oh, what? There is yeah. wrestling here in Australia. Yeah. 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 So back then, man, I would have done anything to go and be involved with all of that. I was itching to just jump into the crowd and, and or into the ring with them and just yeah. follow them just to find out where, because again, internet was hardly ever got on that sort of thing or yeah. did it or could find anything, but absolutely, yeah, yeah. guerrilla marketing in its finest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> was that a, was that a work or did they just straight up do that? No, nah, they just did that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's amazing. Security chased him out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. I thought I was thinking it was an angle or something, but no. No, 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 no. They, yeah, just a whole bunch of young guys, and it was, yeah. God, I think it was ECW then, ex- Extreme Coastal yeah. Wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think they'd probably only been around for a year or two. Yeah, and they would have been pretty young as well at that starting. point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, so funny. good that, times. Yeah. <laughs> But otherwise, I haven't got a lot of live wrestling. You know, every now and then there's the odd WWF house show that came. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the joys of WA, isn't it? We miss out on everything. Well, most yeah, of the I time. mean, we're so far from absolutely everything. So, mm-hmm. so did you just then, as, as you grow up, does it just sort of stay in your periphery for a while, and you're just sort of watching it on the side? Do you have a bunch of friends that watch it too, or do, does it fall out of focus for a while, like yeah, a lot of people? Look, it's I've I've always followed along. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, I think like most of us, sort of when we're in our mid-20s, there's that phase where it sort of drops out a little bit. Sure. But I'd still 
follow spoilers and read a little bit, but there's no way I was watching it or or anything like that. I was the same. I was doing stuff. I was in in a band. I'm working. I'm doing stuff. I don't have Foxtel. So I was always kind yeah. of like aware of it and knew who like the WWE champion was and, and things like that or, or would play the video games with my mates and stuff. But I wasn't like actively watching it like I was in those, you know, early 2000s when I had constant access to it. Yeah, yeah. Your life changes when you get a job and you have to go – go to work full-time and do all that sort of thing. Yeah, like I exactly. was a chef, a chef originally, oh, so right. my hours were just horrible in its, in yeah. its best anyway. And, yeah. yeah, I didn't have Foxtel or anything, so yeah. they just – the occasional jump online and and see oh yeah this guy's the champ oh who's like, that what's but, that oh it's still John Cena okay cool like yeah, that, yeah, that exactly was sort right. of my vibe because it was definitely that real like ruthless aggression kind of era and I wasn't really even into it as much and stuff like that like a lot of the wrestlers that were kind of in focus and stuff so it yeah. was like I was kind of aware of it but I wasn't like super hot on it either no nah, no nah. yeah. I think if anything maybe I even saw a bit more TNA than I did WWE yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah so. Yeah, and then all sort of came back in uh, probably around when they did the launch the network. Yeah, yep, sure. yeah, yeah, or just before actually when it first got onto Hulu because I just I don't know nerded out on the computer one day and figured out how to get Hulu here in yeah. in Oz and mm-hmm. started watching the Hulu versions again. And mm-hmm. The wife, she's a nurse, so she was working pretty late. So it's like, oh, well, I got nothing else to do. Let's let's see what the wrestling's like again. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then, then you just yeah, you just started to like drift back into it. I yeah. um, I got back into it. Yeah, the same sort of thing. Like I moved in with my now wife, but at the time girlfriend, and we had Foxtel, and we were just skimming through channels. You know, we had every channel or whatever, and yep. flicked to a thing, and there was like a like Randy Orton, Orton like curb stomping Seth Rollins with a through a cinder yeah, block right. or something. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck's going on here? And then, yep. oh, it was actually, I think it was Seth doing it to him. Either way, it doesn't matter. And I was like, oh, and then we'll kind of watch it for a bit. And I was like, yeah, I used to love this kind of stuff. And she was like, yeah, me too. And then we just started watching it regularly and going nice. and stuff. And then that expanded from there. And for me, I think, because then I'm getting back into it and the internet is really prevalent. Now there's mm. like podcasts about it. And now I can watch streaming of other companies. And now I'm learning about stuff like Ring of Honor and New Japan and like, and the then, I, then I Lucha Underground. And Lucha Underground. I watched the everything best. from there. Oh, and so I there was that. all that kind of stuff, you know, like it suddenly all became like pretty uh, available to me and hence mm. why I then started getting back into a big way. Yeah, Lucha Underground was so sick, man. That was such oh, a cool concept. God, I miss it. I yeah. miss it. Yeah. It was so well done. Even just how it was like a season. Yeah, not constant. I was fine with that. Let it stop, and then it's you build that sort of excitement again for it. It was it was so good. Yeah, it really was. So and much like talent, ongoing stories, and then the um, you know the the belt that where they'd win the medallions or whatever, and that, that would combine. The yeah, the gift of the gods title, yep. and then that would build, and then you could use that, and then Phoenix having that casket match, and all over that, and the arena that they created, like the studio yeah. that it was in was so cool. Like, it was just a really, like, special program. It was so grungy and just, yeah. you know, it had that, that the cool parts of Attitude Era back in mm-hmm. and then it had this just ridiculous movie-type cinematic bits at the... Yeah. And people are, like, actual, and, like, they're killing off characters and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. literally dead. You will never see that one again. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was absolutely yeah. awesome. So, yeah, it's, it sounds, like, very sort of similar. You started getting into that stuff and then you're doing independent stuff and things things like that, um, at which point uh, as this is kind of going on, 
do you, you said you were you were a chef and you were doing that kind of stuff. How did mm. you transition into going? I'm gonna like make my own beer. Yeah, well, so I did did the whole chefing thing and qualified and and finished up with that. Mm. I was you know the hours and you know the, the abuse and the pay and that sort of thing. Yeah. Like it's it just not a nice industry. So yeah. I was in the automotive industry for a long time. Still, still am as okay. well with my full time job, mm-hmm. and um, I was doing that for a long time. But I've always I've always wanted my own business. There's always that sort of creativeness that I want to do something. Sure. Um, and I actually just won a homebrew kit mm. like or a, a gift voucher to buy one. I was like, oh, well, let's see. You know, the old chef side of me started thinking, oh, yeah, recipe building and that kind of thing. Let's mm-hmm. let's go and have a play. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never a huge beer drinker. Mm-hmm. You know, like we'd have your Friday knockoffs and it was Coronas and that sort of yeah, awful sure. stuff. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like it. There was no interest there because that was really the only beers that I was exposed to. Well, I mean, also the sort of like the the growth of like the craft beer industry in the last few years is definitely yeah. something that like growing up, yeah, like you said, younger, like I remember we'd be out on the beers and we're drinking Ted's and stuff because they're just like nobody knew about like craft beer or sours or things like no. that. So, I mean. No, uh, we wouldn't be having a bubblegum beer, that's for sure. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> so it's like as that stuff starts to come into more prominence, then I could see somebody like yourself going, oh, wow, there's actually way more creativity I can do as far as recipe because it's like I'm not just making a lager like everybody yeah. else. Like I'm trying to do fun, exciting things, and then along with that comes artwork and imagery and branding and all that kind of stuff. You know? Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this homebrew kit I got, the first mm-hmm. beer I ever did was a Saison, which is like a traditional Belgian-style beer. Yep. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put thyme and blueberries in it on the very first beer I've ever done. Oh, really? So straight yeah. away you're already going straight in. It. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, that that just opened up the world of what craft beer is, and mm-hmm. luckily we've got a real nice craft bottle shop just down the road, which is Maine. Yeah, yeah, great. So you go shop. in there, and you know, there's every possible beer under the sun, and those yep. boys sort of showed me different things, and mm-hmm. I just kept brewing like no tomorrow. And mm-hmm. you know, luckily my wife's a big beer drinker as well, so. Mm-hmm. I was only doing little five-liter batches at a time, so you move it. I just wanted to get rid of it so I can brew another one. That was the fun for me is making yeah. it and creating it, then I'll try one. Cool, that's nice. Next. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, did a fair few competitions and won a bunch of awards and thought, oh, you know, everyone keeps telling me, oh, it's good beer, you know, you should do it, but that's what mates always do. Yeah. They're just so, wanting more free beer, so you're like, yeah, whatever. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly right. But no, it could be absolutely true. Like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, six <laughs> percent, yeah. go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. But, no, he started taking home a few awards, and I thought, oh, okay, maybe there's something there. And mm-hmm. yeah, Little Creatures did a right at the beginning of COVID, like a national competition mm-hmm. for homebrewers. Just you know, everyone get together and just have a bit of fun, and mm-hmm. ended up a, a finalist in that. So yeah, thought, sure. Oh, okay, let's mm-hmm. let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, and off to the races from there, I went. Really, yeah. I started helping out at another brewery, which is Impy Brewers, where oh, no, I brew Impy. out of yep. now. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think you know Kate. I do. Used to good good yeah. mutual friend of yeah, ours. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they were really good. They let me come and help with a canning day and just sort of see what it's all like. And then they did a collab with me. Yep, which was great. Um, which is two years ago yesterday. Yeah, wow. That was released. It doesn't so, feel like it was two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the first beer, which was Garage Karate. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that was a hit. And mm-hmm. off we went from there. I think we're 11 beers in now, 11 releases. Yeah, so, wow. mm-hmm. Yeah, good fun. Absolutely. Because you, you do do them in that smaller batch, right? Like you do a release, 
it runs out, it goes everywhere, and then once it runs out, you're you're already on to like the next one, right? You don't yeah. you don't have like an ongoing staple at the moment. No, no, not yet. It's at the moment. It's just I try and do almost every two months sure. it works. Mm-hmm. So each beer's got its own sort of time to shine and breathe, and people can enjoy, and mm-hmm. you know the bottle shops can sell it type thing. Yeah, um, but still reasonably sized. Big size batches. Yeah, it's about fifteen hundred liters or so that we do. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a good run. It's enough Goes to fill the far. car to, to go and do the deliveries. So <laughs> absolutely, and like you're on tap at a few places as well, aren't you? As well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. On and off, we've probably got oh, ten or f- so pubs, mm-hmm. and then probably about thirty different bottle shops on and off that take our stock. Yeah. So pretty pretty widespread, really, which is nice. Yeah, that's super uh, good. Yeah, yeah, quite a few down in Bunbury, um, even the Boarhouse in Dunsborough when you go south, yeah. all the way up to Port Hedland, we've got a bottle shop that wow. takes stocks. So mm-hmm. we've just sent some over to Queensland for a first time last week. That's so awesome. A little bit happening. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, just slowly, slowly, like getting it going and, and doing all that kind of stuff. I mean, I suppose with anything with small business, like you just don't want to overreach, right? Like you just do, yeah. it, do it step Look, by step and slowly grow it. At the end of the day, it's basically just me doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Georgie, she'll do all my, you know, spell checking and reading and that side of things because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. spelling's not brilliant, but I'll draw the pictures. <laughs> yeah. Um, but otherwise, everything's me. I'm doing the label designs. I'm doing the deliveries. I'm doing the brew. It's, it's yeah, so I can't go too big. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Can't put staff on yet because yeah. basically sort of the beers just pay for the next beer type yeah. thing. It's, it's just an ongoing hobby. There's not huge money in it until you've actually got your own venue and start selling your own beer over your own taps, which is a long way away. But yeah. mm-hmm. it's a it's a band, brand building exercise at the moment. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And yeah. speaking of that brand, like how did like the, uh, the actual idea of the brand Brucha Libre come about? Because it's obviously very fun and very cool and you're a wrestling fan, but like how much brainstorming did you do or was that just a very early on sort of idea that popped into your head? Yeah, it just sort of popped in. I mean, I've, I was talking with my wife about it and she sort of goes, oh, you know, you, you should do something with wrestling as well since that's what you love and enjoy. <laughs> and first I sort of thought, you know, bruiser weight, you know, like, Pete yeah. Dunn, but B-R-E-W. Yeah. And then, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that could be a potential option, beer but... title, copyright Bridger Libre 2024. Nobody used that. <laughs> exactly right. So no, no, a nice light light ABV beer. Yeah. But no, then, yeah, Georgie said, you know, what about Bridger Libre? I was like, oh, done. You know, it's that's just, great. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. It's and great. like the imagery and stuff you've done is great. And like the, you know, the, the hop on the lucha mask and stuff. It just all yeah. works really, really well. I first yeah. saw it when our um, mutual friend Del Cano was wearing one of your, like, tanks on his Instagram or something like that. I was yeah, like, what the yep. fuck is this? And I thought it was just, like, a parody shirt, and I think I messaged you straight away because I, I think the message was something like, how is there a wrestling beer in Australia and I don't fucking know about it? Which I think that's, my, that sounds my, right. That that, sounds I think right. that was my opening message to you. I'm like, yeah. I need to know about this and we need to talk. And that was <laughs> years ago, obviously, that, that we've kind of gone back and forth and, and stuff like yeah. that. So I think Del Cano bought the very first merch shirt that I did. He know? probably he probably did. And yeah. that, that's how yeah, quick I was sure aware of it. First, but, so. but yeah, dude, it's it's such a like a fun idea. And then that is obviously leads to collaboration with wrestling and everything and, and brings you into that world a little bit, which leads you to leads us to your current release, perfect segue, almost like I'm professional. Mm. Uh with <laughs> with TMDK, which are the 
one of the oldest, if not, you know, most prestigious wrestling factions out of Australia, members that, you know, span the globe. Mm. Uh, and, and yeah, and you, you've done a, you're doing a beer. Uh, what's it? It's a, a universe lager. What, what, what's the type of beer? So it's, it's a Japanese rice lager. Yeah. Okay. But yep. then we're so similar to like a, a Sapporo. Love it. Which, Absolutely. Which is why the, the, Press release was so fun how they kept apologizing to Sapporo. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we've dry hopped it with Galaxy Hops, which is probably Australia's sure. most popular yeah, hop. See, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that big tropical sort of passion fruity feel that they get. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people are not from a Pacific Ale. Yeah. That's, you know, to have a Pacific Ale, you have to use Galaxy Hops. And that's where we've sort of blended it together and called it a, a Pacific Rice Lager. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, really nice. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. we see the, you know, the guys uh, from Team DK wearing shirts on New Japan TV after mm. Wrestle Kingdom, drinking the beers and, like, making it part of, like, their their post-press conference and stuff like this. Uh, really, really cool stuff, man. It must have been, like, very exciting for you to just be seeing it on that platform. Oh, mate, I tell you, the first time when I saw Shane and Mikey walk out with those shirts mm. just blew my mind. Like, that yeah. was coolest thing ever actually i've got the the g1 climax book up there and that's yeah. actually got the photos of them with the shirts oh, in, there the, as well. in the yeah. book that's so cool that's yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. cool man. So, yeah mikey kept that one for me i'm like oh you're a legend yeah, so that's so cool man it's yeah. really fun and i feel like if you're gonna you know kind of partner the brand you know with a with a wrestling brand and have it be become maybe a bit more staple beer or something going forward in the future. That's a great way to do it because everybody's behind Team DK as like the, mm. you know, Australian faction and stuff like that. And I think I think it's just so dope, man. Like it's it's yeah. going to be really cool. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're just the nicest blokes. You know, yeah, they, they didn't really do anything that they've done. Yeah. You know, it's, it's means the world how much effort and how much they've sort of been happy to put their name on and support and do everything but yeah you know, they they deserve all the love and attention they can get you absolutely know? They're, absolutely they're, they're, yeah just solid solid blokes yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, hopefully i can introduce beer people that wouldn't necessarily follow you know your indie shows or your new japan shows and just mm-hmm. think wrestling is wwf and hopefully they can see you know we've got guys everywhere that are doing these amazing things yeah you know local you look at Australian wrestling, mm-hmm. it's the perfect melting pot. You know, it's got British style. It's got American style. It's got Lucha Libre. You know, it's it's Japanese strong style. It's just this perfect melting pot. Australia has always been that multicultural, you know, with everything. Food is, is that fusion style and wrestling is really a fusion style as well. It's it's fun. It's exciting to watch. And- Absolutely. And it's really exciting as well, like, because of New Japan's ties to Australia and how strong they are, like, mm. and, you know, them doing Tamashi and everything like that, and then the Fale Dojo in New Zealand, and then, like, somebody like Kose Vegeta coming here, like, on excursion, you know, for months and, like, yeah. coming up in the Australian scene. Like, that guy is going to... He's an Aussie now. Yeah, he's an Aussie, but, he, <laughs> but he's, like, a future New Japan world champion. You know what I mean? This is the, the guy that was in one of... Okada's last matches, you know what I yeah. mean? Like they, they don't put them in that spot, you know, without planning for it. Like they have really big things for him. And this is, 
He's an Australian. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. he's, he's, he's as Aussie as Pavlova and Russell Crowe now. <laughs> yes, he is. I met him. <laughs> Complete broad Aussie accent now. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, it's just so cool and I, I think, like, everything sort of happens for a reason and it ties together and I'm just really glad that you're, like, tied up in that and I really think, like, the Australian wrestling scene, when this beer drops and, and when does it drop? Um, well, it's getting canned on the 14th of Feb, so okay. we'll be out the weekend before Chamber, so people can get on it all week, getting ready for, for Elimination Chamber, and off we go from there. So Yeah, see, I've got a, a bone to pick for with WWE, because they could have um, put Elimination Chamber on basically any other weekend in the year, but they have chosen when I am leaving to go to Japan for like two oh, weeks. really? So I don't oh, get to go. No. So I'm going to need you, uh, because it's undoubtedly going to sell out because everyone in Australia is going to go crazy, I'm going to need you to get you to just put a couple aside so I can at least taste them when I get back in March. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. We'll, we'll or can I get a pre-order in? That's what I need to do. biggest release we've yeah. ever done. So yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's I'm working hard at the moment to try and move this one along. So I'm sure. I'm sure it is going to be a lot of people are going to be drinking that beer on that weekend, yeah, especially with yeah, so many so wrestlers coming over from over east and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we've got a few events lined up. We're doing the the pre-show there with EPW as well, which awesome. is cool. That's great. You're going to be on so, tap yeah. or or like selling the cans, other thing. No, so the stadium wouldn't let us, unfortunately. Ah, that's a shame. Um, yes, there, there's a particular big brewery that won't allow any oh, competition yeah. at yeah, the show. Yeah. So, no, we went full-blown DX and, and invaded, and we've booked the bar literally across the road from Willardon Stadium. So Excellent. Yeah, yeah, we're doing $8 pints. We're doing free beers with burger purchases as well, and, yeah, that kicks on at 4 o'clock in the afternoon so everyone can come in, get their feed, have some beers, and then go – literally yeah, cross the road to it. the EPW show and yeah. a few of the boys are going to come over and say hello and meet some people while they're there and it should be a good night. That's great. Just get it into as many people as possible. You know what I mean? Get them tasting exactly. it, get them, get them hearing yep. the brand, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we've got yeah, a, a dead man talking or oh, what's it? What's it called? One Dead Man Show after party as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, after because so. the Undertaker is like doing a, a talking show in like the Fremantle Prison, a very famous prison over here in Australia. And so you're you're doing the after party for that nearby. Yeah, yeah. Biporium in Fremantle. Oh, yep. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Some beautiful beers, and they got the nice um, like a fire oven, wood fire oven there, yeah. and live music. So yeah, we got some five dollar um, schooners available there Amazing. as well. And yeah, yeah. We'll, so good, we'll dude. You hit the town hard on this one. So Absolutely. Plenty of things on. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like something like the style of beer that this is lends itself really well to that staple release for you. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. is that like sessionable, easy to drink, fun beer. You know what I mean? No, this is uh, this. Uh, bubblegum salad I'm drinking now is absolutely delicious. But people don't often want to say drink that all night because, you know, exactly. they just want a normal beer or whatever. And so yep. having that, like, staple beer is just going to be awesome, I think. That was the big thing with this beer as well. It had to be a beer beer. You know, yeah. It's a beer for the people. It's beer for everyone. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got our twist on it by putting the Galaxy Hops and, and dialing up the flavour a little bit. Yes. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. Everything's dialed up to 11. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, you know, I've I've got family that, oh, I don't drink beer unless I can see through it type people. And <laughs> they're the ones that I've got to test these beers on and make yeah. sure that they like it and, yeah. and it works. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a hit, this one. That's It'll it. appeal to everyone. That's exactly what you need. You need the kind of beer that uh, a TMDK member can roll out of the ring 
and drink it and be refreshed, you know? Like, <laughs> that just well, workman's I'm, beer, like, that's the vibe, right? Mike, Mikey can be refreshed on any beer, well, right? Well, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. <laughs> Dude, keep on booking him exclusively only when I'm on the other side of the world, so I'm actually pretty filthy about it. Like, <laughs> I, I've done commentary for two Mikey Nichols matches and I've never been in the building when it's actually oh, happened. Really? So I'm actually starting to feel like it's a bit of a rib at this stage and I'm getting pretty annoyed about it. So these two shows that they're doing leading up to Elimination Chamber, I don't even know everybody that's going to be on it, but they're going to be two of the biggest shows we've ever done and I'm not going to be there and I'm absolutely gutted. eh? My sacrifice and with arms wide open are going to be killer, but I can't wait to watch them back and call them with Adam because it's going to be so fun. Yeah, yeah, it'll be amazing. And, of course, TMDK beer will be on tap there as well. Seasonal will put us on, which is Of course they did. Of course they did. They're absolute champions. Great, great bunch, yeah. So, yeah, we had a a wrestling quiz night there the other night. I hear you. Somebody won. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We'd have to reassess our lives if we didn't. Well, that's it. I actually saw saw the picture you put up, and I saw everybody, the, you know, the two parts of your team, and I was like, "Yeah, this is this is the who's yeah. who of Perth wrestling knowledge, right?" Exactly here. right. Yeah, yeah. First place and second place in that picture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now that that is awesome, dude. I I wish I came. I was really going to, but it's like you know what's like. It's a Thursday night on a weekday, and I'm way too old to to drag yeah. my corpse out of the house. Uh, next one. It was it was a lot of fun. Seasonal yeah. always put on some awesome stuff. They do. They do. Yeah. They're, they're great supporters of like everything we've done with Dude and like I can't speak enough to that venue if it, if anybody hasn't been there before. And yeah, and then I heard this this beer we're drinking now is on was on tap there as well, wasn't it? On the, on the uh, day, one or? of one of our other ones. One of the other so, ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we had pink sour flower. Oh, was which is like release. the hibiscus sour. The hibiscus. Type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um and they've got Chew bubblegum kick ass ready to go in once the pink sour flowers finished. So that's great. Yeah, they're, yeah. That's they, they're giving me some tap space, which is lovely. That is lovely. And it and it suits as well for a like the guys at seasonal are huge wrestling fans. You know, when we mm-hmm. walked in for for the first show that I was there for seasonal and the bar manager's wearing like an all Japan hat, I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna get on great. This is a, <laughs> this is gonna be fucking awesome. And so of course they would, you know, support you and stuff. They just ride around their wrestling and stuff. It's so yeah. cool. Um so tell people where they can find everything Brucha Libre, because obviously you've got merch online, um, you're available in a lot of places. I don't know if people can order your beers online, but yeah, where where do they find everything you? Yeah, so we don't do online sales yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a work in progress at the moment with trying to get a venue license that'll open up a little bit more for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, best way to find us is obviously brucialibre.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll have all our beers, current and previous, um, which you can click on. They all have their own page with some descriptions on the beer and ingredients and how it was made and created and mm-hmm. where to buy or where to get on tap. So we try and keep it as simple as we can for everyone. We'll put addresses, we'll put locations, so easy to find. Yeah, yep. Um, the merch store's all on there as well, including all the, the TMDK collab release that we had not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, always Instagram's probably our big socials. Mm-hmm. We've got Facebook and, and Twitter as well, or X as they call it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Insta's probably the, the main one. It's the easiest one to sort of keep track and talk to people and follow things. Facebook's sort of a little more complicated nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and X is 
you know, if you're a wrestling nerd and just want to talk wrestling, that's probably more where we are on that one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's we'll wind wind some people up and and do some funny posts and that sort of thing. It's not so much promoting the beers, but just being involved in the wrestling. Yeah, side yeah, of just being so, part of the community and talking shit and stuff like that. But yeah, if you want exactly to see right. see all the nice photos of the beers and learn about the progress, Instagram is the place to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insta and the dot com are the two big ones. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And yeah, and from .com you can then you can get all these wicked merch designs and things like that, right? You can jump to the merch store and order stuff. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. We got shirts, we got bum bags, we got thongs, we got bathers, we got patches, towels, anything. Anything you can think of. Does we got full full AEW on that one. If, <laughs> if we can make a shirt, we'll sell it. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. That 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 is the key. And there's some great designs there. So everybody, make sure you check out everything Brucha Libre. Uh, if you are in WA, obviously you can find the beers. The locations are on the website. Plus, coming up with the Elimination Chamber weekend, it's going to be hard to find a place that's not on tap. Lots of like sick events that you can catch up everywhere. And then, where over east did you say you shipped it to recently? Was it Queensland you were sending them out to? Yeah, or? we've had a, a small shipment go out to Queensland. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have quite a few people message on Insta sure. asking, you know, in, in Queensland, in Sydney, we've had a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a couple of really good bottle shops that'll do postage. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just try and lead them on that way is sure. the best way. Yeah. 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 You know, they, they look after us by taking the stock. So I'll look after them by sending the customers that way. And perfect. I know everyone's received it on time and been really happy with it and it's packed well. So we're winning that way. Absolutely. So yeah, if you can, if you can't find it and you are over East and you're trying to track it down, just DM on Instagram and I'm sure Ryan can point you in the right direction of a, a bottle shop that can ship it out to you and get it to you. Exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. Got to taste that TMDK beer coming very, very soon. Right, man, I want to thank you for your time on a Sunday morning, juggling the kids, getting them out the door, getting on the phone with me, having a beer at 11 a.m. Absolute champion, dude. I'm so glad we could finally make this happen, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you having me. Oh, absolutely, dude. Absolute pleasure. So everybody out there, make sure you check out everything, com. Get a delicious taste of a delicious wrestling beer into you and support local creators because it's pretty fucking awesome. So until then, it is – I don't even remember my sign-off, Ryan. It's been so long since I've done that, I don't even remember what I say. I think I actually say something like, until you next see me, remember, it's wow. all about Pete. Well, what's this? you gotta you got to do the important – you've got to like and subscribe. See, I never say it. I should always oh, say it. This is this my, is a professional, a marketing oldest, professional. My oldest boy is he's all on these YouTubers now. So make sure you hit like and subscribe, guys. There you go. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to steal the sign off that I use on my Okada Shorts podcast, which is about uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm going to say rate and subscribe, listen or die. <laughs> Remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Peace. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Faces and Feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, at FacesFeelsCast, Twitter, at FacesFeelsCast, and Facebook, at FacesFeelsCast. Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com, and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out. My body is a roadmap of pain. Oh!
DeathmatchWorldwide.com, the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a Deathmatch wrestler, promotion, manager, or platform, and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view. 